Get your business together. Get yourself into what you do and see it through. Because being boss is hard. Blending work and life is messy. Making a dream job of your own isn't easy. But getting paid for it, becoming known for it, and finding purpose in it is so doable if you do the work. Being Boss, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs by Emily Thompson and Kathleen Chan. Welcome to episode 10, Personal Branding. Today's episode is all about personal branding and I get to pick Kathleen's brain about what it is that she does for a living. If you've thought about why having a personal brand is important, but don't even really know what it is, then this episode is totally for you because Kathleen has actually grown her business around branding solopreneurs and coaching them in how to blend more of who they are with what they do, which is personal branding. So I'm going to be asking her lots of questions and she'll be giving us lots and lots of answers on what it means to have a personal brand. Are you ready for this, Kathleen? I'm ready. Are you sure? Let's do this thing. Okay. <laughs> All right. So to get started, how about you just tell us what a personal brand is? Okay. So I know that that's like a, it's become kind of a catchphrase that people Total are saying. Words. Right. Like personal brand. And so you might think that it's something new, but it's not. Um, you might think that you don't have a personal brand, but you totally do because a personal brand is simply a layer of who you are and it's that outer layer. Um, it's the outer layer that really lets people like your peers, your boss, your dream clients, your dream followers, your friends. It's what lets them know what you're all about and what they can expect to learn and get to know more um, about you if they care to venture past that outer layer. So um, whenever it comes to like what is a personal brand, it's really using who you are as a person to sell what you do. I mean, whenever it boils down to it. So kind of like Beyonce. But we're not all <laughs> Beyonce, unfortunately. Um, my old boss, whenever I worked in advertising, he used to tell me that a brand is a promise. And that it's how people, it's how you deliver and it's how people know what to expect. And so in advertising, it's whenever your website or your billboard match the interior design of your brick and mortar store and the personalities all align. Um, so whenever it comes to your personal brand, I really think it's just showing up as yourself 100% of the time in work and life so that you can deliver on the promise of who you are and what people can expect. That sounds dreamy. <laughs> it is. I, think, <laughs> I um I I love personal branding and I, I love branding in general. That's one of those things that I get just really geeky about. Um I love how personal brands give creative entrepreneurs the ability to create a business around simply who they are, which is really easy and kind of genius to do or not easy it's relatively easy totally. so um let's talk about why this is important because we can talk about we can talk about talk about branding and you know turning your passions into a business and and blending who you are with what you do but but why like why why is that important right so i mean 
most of us, like if you've worked a day job um, and you've wanted to quit because you're not feeling fulfilled or you want to start your own business because you don't want to be stifled by the man, um, you know, you're, you're quitting your job so that you can live the dream, so that you can make the dream. But I still see so many creatives playing by the old rules even after they start working for themselves. They're still hanging on to those old notions of what it means to be professional. And so a lot of this ties into our older episode, um, Redefining Professional, which I think was our second or third episode. Mm -hmm. Um, So go back to the archives and check that one out because it directly ties into what we'll be talking about today. But because people are still playing by the old rules, they're attracting the wrong clients or they're not attracting any clients at all. And they're still finding themselves unfulfilled. Now, instead of being their own boss, they have lots of other bosses, which is every single person that hires them. Um, So I think that whenever creatives can just own it and be themselves, they have so much more of a fulfilling and rewarding career doing what they love. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that that's really why it's important. I also think that whenever you are who you are 100% of the time on and off the clock, you create really great opportunities to forge genuine relationships, which leads to real trust. And that cultivates a spirit of collaboration, which usually results in enthusiastic approval on your projects with your clients. It leads to things like us creating this podcast together. Um, I think that's what bringing your personality into what you do really does for your business. Um, A lot of creatives I coach, they perceive that they won't be hired if they let their true colors shine. And it's just the opposite of true. Um, I think that everyone just needs to give their potential clients more credit to treat them like the humans they are, and they'll respond with the same respect back. So, yeah. Well, good. I have, I have a question for you, then. Okay. <laughs> In regards to what you said, so I have a coaching client at the moment, and um, I was actually talking to her about this just yesterday, so this is a perfect time. You can give me some tips, along with everyone else, on like, how it is that I can really help her, because she's... She's in the exact place that you're talking about where she um, she came from an agency, from a design agency, mm-hmm. and she she left it with the hopes of like breaking all the molds and like starting her own little her own little agency um, so that she could run it the way she wanted to. Um, and she's doing really, really great. But she even asked me yesterday, um, how is it that you sort of step into the power? of your personal brand. So the idea of creating a personal brand and being who you are and attracting dream clients um, instead of clients from hell, because I think that's kind of where she is at the moment. How is it that you take that step to go from, from, you know, the agency world or corporate world or wherever world you're coming from and step into a personal brand? Because not all of us are as lucky as I think you and I are in a lot of ways that we sort of found our personal brands relatively easily. Um, so any advice on how to take that step into, into your personal brand? Yeah. Well, where to begin? Because I think that you're right. It's one thing to say, you know, be who you are, but sometimes you step back and you're like, wait, who am I? Especially if you've been working for someone else for a long time. So I actually recently read something, um, by Amy Poehler in her new book. Yes, please. 
which you have to check out. It's so good. So Amy Poehler says to find your currency. And I think that a really good way to do this and to identify your own personal brand is a couple different ways. So one is an exercise I'm going to take straight from our personal branding e-course, which um, was just previously in session. We're always running our e-courses though, so I'll include a link in the show notes. But is to pretend like you're um, inviting some people to dinner. And it can be people who are alive or dead, fictional, historical, celebrity. It can be anyone. It can even be archetypes. But imagine that you're cultivating and um, curating a really intimate dinner party. Who would you invite to dinner? And I think it's really revealing to your own personal brand, the people that you invite. And so for me, who might come to my dinner party right now are, um, well, Amy Poehler, because I think that she's hilarious. I would probably invite Beyonce because of her (laughs) stage presence. I just think that she's so amazing. Um, I would probably invite someone like Brene Brown or Elizabeth Gilbert, like an amazing writer and speaker, because I'm always wanting to learn more about that. Um, And so really invite these people to dinner and look at who they are and what you have to learn from them, what their expertise is, the kind of advice that they would give you, the kinds of things that they would talk about and use them as examples. Like these are really aspects of you that you can aspire to become or that you already are and you just kind of need to like draw on that power. And so for your client, Emily, um, I would ask her to name those aspects of herself that would, or not even like aspects of yourself, but literally like who would you invite to a dinner party? And then ask yourself, okay, what would Amy Poehler do? What would Brene Brown do? And I think that's a really great way to step into that power. Um, I like that. I um, I will to interject. Oh yeah, for yeah. A second. I do know. I've done that exercise a couple of times in my life. I've <laughs> I've been through the braid fun, and that is one of the hardest exercises ever. <laughs> yeah. But it is. It's such a good one. It is such a good one. Um, and I've I've done it a couple of times. Every time I sort of feel my personal brand shifting because as you grow your personal brand will grow and it will shift and um, and things will change slightly. And every now and then, I, I've, I've actually taken out my cards a couple of times in the past couple of years. And, and I always sort of revisit that one because that one is the one that really makes you think the most about what parts of yourself or what parts of the world, I guess, you find interesting. Um, totally. And, and, and that, like, really feeds into your personal brand, your interests, like, the things that are important to you, the kinds of people that you invite, that you would invite to a dinner party is just tells you what you find interesting, which is the outer layers of your personal, actually maybe the inner layers of your personal brand. Well, and it's both. It's a lot of different layers, and it is, again, just delivering on what people come to expect. And so... Um, you know, even whenever you're inviting someone to dinner, you're inviting them maybe even just based on a first impression, but you get to know them better over dinner. And so, um, like you were saying, Emily, we take all of our braid method clients through this exercise along with a bunch of other exercises, but this exercise, the dinner party exercise, um, specifically helps us narrow in on the 
personal branding. And what we like to do, um, we take it a step further whenever our clients work with us one-on-one versus just taking the e-course. And we really look at which aspects of their personality attract other people to them in the first place. And so looking at which aspects of someone's personality inspires other people, and then which aspects of their personality closes the deal and reassures and delivers on what they promise once sure, their so clients hire them. Give me some examples of, of some parts of your, like a dinner party that right. would, or parts of your personality that would close the deal versus the part that um, would attract a dream customer. Explain so the, the, so for me, for example, and thinking of my dinner party, which like don't overthink it either too much. But, <laughs> so the aspects of um, my personality that might inspire and attract other people to me in the first place would be, um, who did I have? I had Beyonce, Amy Poehler, Brene Brown, and Elizabeth Gilbert. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say probably the... Beyonce slash Amy Poehler would inspire and attract. So um, Beyonce, she puts on a show and that might directly relate to how I present my portfolio or even having a podcast, like just showing up and being seen, putting myself out there. Um, Amy Poehler is hilarious and she writes really well. And um, so I think that she's a good combo of both just being I, I know that she's a smart business person, right? Like, so Amy Poehler herself, you can see which aspects of her inspire and attract and which ones probably deliver and reassure. Um, so she's probably like a hybrid of both, but people might be attracted to me because of my sense of humor or authenticity, the same kinds of things that, things that Amy Poehler presents in her work. And then who might reassure and deliver, um, like the Brene Brown aspect. And, um, I think that I was even working, Brene Brown is one of my clients and I was working with her yesterday and we were on a call and she was like, oh my gosh, this conversation has been so grounding. And I was like, wow, for Brene Brown to say that this is grounding, I think that that is, um, and whenever I think of her as super grounding, um, I think that that is something that reassures and delivers whenever it comes to the work that I do with my clients. So doing stuff that is rooted in methodology and research and um, and you know, being organized and not just this like flashy Beyonce, right? <laughs> right. However, I, I, I think that that flashy Beyonce could definitely deliver as well. Um, so I think that's great. I think I love the idea of finding these sort of aspects of your personal brand and, and becoming, becoming clear or at least like, um, understanding how it is that, that, that each individual piece plays into a personal brand as a whole. And I think that if the dinner party is a little bit too, um, complicated or you don't understand how it works, some really simple ways to identify your personal brand and to step into that power. And maybe some even questions that Emily, you should ask your client that you're talking to right now is, um, what are people's first impression of you? So fill in the blank. People always think I'm blank when they first meet me. This is a really good way to identify what your currency is. So people always think I'm funny. People always think I'm grounded. 
people always think I'm organized when they first meet me. So what is it that, what is that first impression? And then um, imagine that someone's talking about you behind your back, but in a good way, <laughs> and fill in this blank. I've, I've heard people say that you can always count on me to blank. And so like for you, Emily, what would that be? I've always, I've, or I've heard people say that they can always count on me to, I don't know. <laughs> let's see. I've always, or let's see, I've heard people say that you, they can always count on me to tell it how it is. Yes, that is a good one. And so that's like a really good part of how you show up. Like in your newsletters, you were always kind of like tough loving. But even then in your personal conversations, like whenever I know that I need uh, someone to tell me like it is, I'm calling you. So that is like a great way to identify that. Another one is to do like an apples to oranges comparison. So it might be, um, I know that my buddy Sarah wishes that they could tell it like it is, like I do. Um, Or something that I've always gotten my whole life is people always telling me that they wish that they could pull off my crazy outfits or pull off um, my dreadlocks or, you know, whatever it is. They're like, oh, I wish I could pull that off. And so I can see that maybe the outward expression of who I am through fashion choices and whatever it is that a lot of... um, a lot of people say that they wish that they could do that. So it's pretty easy to pinpoint like, oh, that's an aspect of my personal brand. Maybe I should leverage that. Yeah, I think that's also a really a really great way to sort of step outside of your box. Like I feel like a lot of people, like whenever talking about personal brands, they're asking themselves like all of these questions about themselves. But if you can step outside of that box and say, you know, how are other people perceiving me as opposed to how I'm perceiving myself – because I know how I'm perceiving myself. Right. <laughs> I think I think that helps a lot. Well, and you have to do it, though, from, like, a confident place. Because I think that a lot of people get caught up in outward perceptions that can go to dark places. Yeah. Um, so whenever it comes to your personal brand, try and do it from a good place. Yeah, yeah so your personal brand's not going to end up very happy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or you're not going to attract the dreams. No. <laughs> All right. What? Any other? Any other fun little ways? Um, well, let's think. So another one is um, so love you or hate you. One of the hardest things about really stepping into your power of your personal brand is giving people permission to not like you. That is the hardest, <laughs> the hardest, because you want to be everything to everyone, especially if you're a people pleaser. Um, but you can't. And so one of the things to ask yourself is I know when I blank, people either love it or hate it. And that's okay. It's just part of my personal brand. And so for me, it might even be the way that I, um, tell stories on the internet, you know? And so it might be, or talking about my kiddo or, um, oversharing people might hate it. It might make them uncomfortable, but that's okay. It means that they are not my people. Yeah. Maybe. I, my, my big thing for this is, is curse words. Oh, right. Yeah. So exactly. Like Emily, you know it, that some people hate it whenever you cuss. Yes. But I've gotten take plenty it or of it. emails and it always, like I always respond with, you know, this is exactly how I weed out people 
who either love me for who I am, which I cuss <laughs> sometimes, or you hate it, in, in which case I welcome you to go. Um, I think that, that finding a love you or hate you in a personal brand is what takes it to that next level. Like an ever lovable personal brand is not a strong personal brand. Like there's, you're going to, you're going to, what's it called? Not pick someone's bone. That's not what it pick is. Pick someone's bone. <laughs> <laughs> what is that saying? I suck at these stupid little sayings. It's like, um, you're always going to get a hook in their craw. <laughs> you always gonna make someone mad. You should you should always be striving, I guess, in some way, to to own who you are enough that you're simply not going to make everyone happy. Like okay, that. so I saw Jasmine Starr speak at Alt Summit a few years ago. I was ago. sitting next to you, remember yes. that? Yes. <laughs> okay, so that's the year that we met. Yeah. Okay, so going into that, she was doing a whole presentation on personal branding. And I remember going into it, and I was like, who is this Jasmine Star? I knew I that remember. she was a photographer, and I knew that she had, a, like, a huge audience and a huge following, and I was annoyed, only because I was jealous, I'll admit it. <laughs> but anyway, so um, she started talking, and I was immediately, I fell in love with her so I fast and so hard. But one of the things that she said that I will never forget and she said it with, like, such conviction. I think that her dad is a preacher or something because she got up there and she was able to preach. But she yeah. said, um, whenever it comes to a personal brand, like, I either want to attract you or I want to repel you as fast as possible. And so I always think of that. Like, your personal brand should be attracting the right people, you know, the people that you want to attract, or repelling the people that you don't. Yes, I, I completely agree with that. And just just to like give an example of how it is that you portray your personal brand and to like really actively repel and attract people. So we have sell slides that we send out to anyone who wants to wants to work with us um, or contacts us with interest in knowing more about how to work with us at Indie Shopography. So in these sell slides, we have one page, and it's like. It's 10 beliefs that we have as a studio. And the last one on that, we've actually had one or two people respond back about this, is um, the last one is we do not believe in emergencies. Period. Because we will never work well under pressure. And really, when it comes to like an online business, like building a website, there is no such thing as an as a real emergency. Like, no one's going to die if your email stops working for an hour. <laughs> like, that is not a real thing. Right. Um, and and that's one of our ways that we attract or repel people. So we attract people who agree that, like, don't take life too seriously. It right. is what it is. You do what you can do. And we're repelling the people who are really uptight, crazy, emergency kind of people. Right. And um, and that's a really active way that we make sure that we're attra attracting the clients that are never going to email us with some sort of faux emergency that has to be fixed at midnight on a Tuesday. Because right. Because I'm not ever going to do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And any other fun tips from Kathleen on how to like help begin like unfolding what your personal brand is? Right. So like for us, Emily, I think that we are able to find our voices. So that's another way to talk about like your personal brand is really finding your voice. And I think that it probably wasn't so easy for us to do that. Like we kind of trudged no. <laughs> through years of blogging 
to really find um, to find our voice. Mm-hmm. And so I really think that it's not um, just about you know, knowing who you are, but it, then it's about sharing who you are. Sometimes it can be as simple as sharing the behind the scenes. And so Marie Forleo is right now doing a big push for B-School, which is probably closed by the time this podcast airs. But anyway, right now, Marie Forleo, if you're not familiar with her work, she's really fun. You should subscribe to her newsletters. Um, She was doing a big push for one of her products. And I got an email from her talking about how her website went down for 15 minutes on the busiest day of registrations for her. And I just thought it was so cool how she shared the behind the scenes of that. And she has a great personal brand. And so um, I think that sometimes, you know, embracing your personal brand is really sharing the behind the scenes. Um, It could also be as simple as sharing and like feeling more collaborative with your client and sharing with them what really inspired you whenever it came to the work that you're doing for them. It could also be um, just letting them in a little bit on your process or being honest about what you don't know or what you're curious about or what you're still figuring out. I think that personal branding is a lot about like having the courage to be enthusiastic about what you love and not just super cynical about the stuff that you hate. Unless, Ah, unless that's, (laughs) unless that's your personal brand. If your personal brand is being cynical or skeptical, like that's totally cool. Own it. Um, and leverage it. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) But then there's also like, I, I could just, um, blab on all day about personal branding, but like there are a few things, like a few little things that you can do to really start leaning into your own personal brand. And one of my huge ones is don't say we if there's just one of you. So like I see a lot with um, other like web designers. Mm -hmm. Like we can help you with your web design. We can help you find integrated solutions for your (laughs) strategy. Like, so it's not only saying we, but also speaking like a robot. So these are two huge things you can do to own your personal brand is say, I, if it's just you, I can help you with your website and maybe use your own words. Like stop trying to sound like a robot because jargon is not really impressive to anyone. Yeah, if if you don't use it in everyday conversation, then it doesn't belong in your personal brand. Exactly. Um, I think owning your personal brand. Okay, so we have an e-course on personal branding, and I included a section in there about your personal style. And I remember whenever I was developing the e-course, I felt almost embarrassed to include this section. Like, am I really going to be talking about, like, what you wear. <laughs> but of course you are, <laughs> Right? Like, let's talk about clothes for a minute. Um, but that is, like, a as superficial as it might sound, like, how you present yourself to the world can be a huge part of your personal brand. And I was a little self-conscious about putting it in there, but I wanted to because it's a conversation that comes up with my clients one-on-one. So I knew that it would be valuable in our e-course, too. You know, and even if it's not like an explicit conversation with my clients, sometimes it's like, okay, to get a to get an idea of what they're trying to share with the world or even how I design their logo, it's like, okay, tell me a little bit about your personal style. Like, how do you decorate your living room? Tell me more about your wardrobe. What are some of your favorite colors? And I know it sounds 
silly and simple, but it's, it makes a huge impact. And in our last, um, the last round of our personal branding e-course, a lot of people commented like, wow, this, this part of the e-course was super powerful. And so I think it's really just giving people permission to have fun with what they're wearing or to have just one outfit. Like that's okay too. Yeah. Um, And well, and, and on that too, two things. One is I think that I think for people who are trying to discover what their personal brand is, they're not multiple years into it like you and I. So I feel like usually what happens is the way that they can best relate, like what they're wanting with what you're telling them is something like your style, your personal style, because that's really where it starts. So a couple of years ago, I, I, um, my, my website, my God was blue and had flowers on it and it was ridiculous which is cool but if you know me you know that that is not me <laughs> by any means so like as as my personal brand developed the design of my like online presence has shifted heavily to really kind of what my wardrobe looks like because my wardrobe is one sort of reflection of my personal style um, and if you're building a personal brand, then your online presence has to have that same cohesiveness or else it's not a personal brand. It's just a brand, which is cool, but it's not the same thing. Um, and as far as like the outfit goes, uh, Danielle Laporte's desire map, one of the questions um, that she has in there is, um, I think she's talking about like, is it desire map? It may not be desire map. I'll have to look into that. We'll put it in the show notes. Um, but she asked a question somewhere in something that she did where, you know, if your brand or your website um, were an outfit, what would it look like? Oh, see, perfect. Yes. And, and I actually put that on my questionnaire um, and people answer it and I always get the best answers. And people can tell me all kinds of things about what they want their website to look like. But the answer to that question is what will guide the actual design of a website more than anything else. Like, because that's something that people can relate to so much more than this, like, website that they can't even touch. (laughs) Right. And I think that whenever you ask someone, what do you want your website to look like? What do you want your brand to look like? They look for a lot of outside inspiration, which is Mm -hmm. totally fine and well. That's a really good way, like, creating a Pinterest board and pinning all of those, you know, other designs and other logos, that's great for inspiration. But I think that asking yourself, okay, if your website was an outfit, you know, what would it look like? It's a really good way of looking inside yourself for what you want to show to the world. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm going to steal that question from my go clients. For it. <laughs> totally go for it. Um, and, and we I'll, share I'll we work. share a lot of clients though too, Emily. So <laughs> it works. We'll just be talking about outfits the we'll, entire time. from now on. Yeah. I think that a really great um, example of someone who has really consistent personal style from what she's wearing to what she's sharing on her Instagram to her website is um, Shauna Hader, and she's. Um, Nubby Twiglet, and I'll include a link to her in the show notes, but she's a friend of mine and a designer that I admire so much, and I think that she has an amazing personal brand, and she's someone too, an example of someone who's not really putting it all out there. Like, I know that she's married, but I don't know necessarily what her husband looks like, or, you know, I don't, she doesn't overshare, but she still makes you feel like you know who she is. 
Um, so she's like a great example of a personal brand. And really, whenever it comes to identifying your own personal brand, like just think of other people that you admire that you know personally, but also people that you admire. Again, it comes back to the dinner party. Um, people that you admire on a grander scale, maybe celebrity or someone that's just a little more famous. And think about these people and really start to think like, okay, let's say I admire Gwen Stefani. What do I think about whenever I think about her? I think about those red lips every single time. And that is a part of her personal brand. That is how she's showing up. Um, I think about her harem, like her drop crotch pants. (laughs) That is so Gwen Stefani. And so I think it is even something as little as that. I agree. I think, um, I think that building a personal brand, like it is, it's such like buzzwords and it's such a, it seems like such a big task, but I think if you can like get away from all the nonsense of like, of, of what you see around you and drawing inspiration, but the right kinds of inspiration and really just finding people who share similarities to you. Um, and pulling those in, helping, allowing yourself to recognize those things in other people and know that those are things that you relate with this helps, will help you cultivate a personal brand more so than sitting down and making up who you want to be. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because, because I could do that all day long. I would definitely choose to be Beyonce. Um, but I'm not Beyonce. I'm Emily. And, um, and I, I do have a, have a personal brand and I take inspiration from Beyonce every day. Um, but it's still very much so, very much so my own. So it's about like finding those pieces and other people that you relate to and pulling those into what you share outwardly. It's kind of like, I don't, if you, I'm trying to relate it to something like, um, interior design, for example, like I want to have a really cool, beautiful house, but maybe I just don't quite know how to do it. So I buy some books, I buy some magazines like Dwell and Atomic Ranch and stuff like that. And I look through it and I, you can, it's so easy to get lost in the whole picture of the room and be like, Oh, how do they do it? So what you'd have to do is you have to dissect it down into little pieces and say, okay, They have a big oversized fern hanging from the ceiling. I need to get a plant into my house. Um, They have a huge oversized wall calendar. Okay, I should get a big wall calendar. Um, Oh, look at how they layered these rugs. That's something I could do. I have some rugs. I just need to layer them in a more interesting way. And so I think it is just that, like looking at people you admire. And you're so used to looking at the whole big picture because that's what a personality is. It's a you know, who we are as people are very complex and layered. And I'm not trying to say that we are anything otherwise, but it really is dissecting it. Like, okay, what do I love about that person? How do they show up in the world? If I didn't know them, what would my first impression be? Um, And then I also wanted to bring up whenever it comes to your personal brand is that really the whole point of it is to attract your tribe and to really, um, use like draw on that law of attraction by showing up as you are and so I believe like attracts like and um I have found that like what I'm really personally into at any given time and that's always evolving because my interests change but like for example whenever I was pregnant and um looking into hiring doulas and doing the home birth thing I was attracting a lot of um 
holistic coaches and doulas and midwives who needed branding. Um, whenever I was deeply into my yoga practice, I've been hired by multiple yogis to help rebrand their studios or their personal brand. Whenever I was going through life coach training, I found myself helping other life coaches define their own brand and business vision. And like the most explicit, like hit me over the head. Oh my gosh. Like attract like is, um, whenever I was super captivated by Brene Brown's message of vulnerability. I had just read her book, Daring Greatly. I was obsessed with it. It had changed my life. And so I did a blog review about it. And a lot of the themes that she writes about definitely show up in my own work, like showing up and being seen, getting in the arena. And so um, Brene Brown actually noticed the book review that I did, and she ended up hiring us to overhaul her personal brand and website before she went on Oprah's Super Soul Sunday. And so she was in the middle of like really embracing her own personal brand. Having come from a world of research and academia, she was ready to let her true colors shine. And not only by sharing her own stories on being wholehearted and vulnerable, but like by simply wearing her worn in cowboy boots during her taping of Super Soul Sunday. And so it could be like just something as simple as that. But really, it is like who who do you want to attract and how can you be more of that? And not in like a, you know, a single white female, like just turning into someone else kind of way. But, uh, <laughs> but right. by letting who you are, what is it like my mom used to always say? I feel like personal branding always comes back to the advice that my mom gave me in middle school, which is like Kathleen you know, you need to just be who you are and I, it's so much better for people to like you for who you are than to like you for who you aren't. Yeah. Those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. Yes. <laughs> there we what go. What other momisms can we share on this I podcast? Know. Well, no, like I, I, probably a ton of them. I, I completely agree with that idea of like, uh, attracting like I have experienced the exact same thing in my business. As I have grown and evolved, and depending on what I'm interested in, I had, um, whenever we moved to the mountains and we were sort of decorating our first house, I ended up getting like four interior design clients because that was yeah. something that I was like interested in and doing. Um, I've also, um, I, I, there was also a time in my life where I was like, you know, I need to start like actually being a healthy person and taking care of myself. And I ended up getting like two or three ebooks from holistic nutritionists and um, and an herbalist client. Like, I ended up getting, like, tons of, like, holistic, healthy people clients. Um, and a similar story, I, um, I went to a music festival a couple of years ago and came home and I blogged about how great it was and how my favorite band was this band called Galactic. And, like, a week later, I got an email from them wanting to hire me to design a t-shirt for their, like... That is so cool. Yeah, for their website. So, like, putting out those personal bits of yourself, like, the things that you're interested in, really does attract the people who are also interested in those exact same things. Um, You know, if if I'm blogging about... Um, interior design or whatever, I'm going to be attracting people who are also interested in reading about interior design <laughs> or whatever that right. may be. 
And so I think it's like not just being interested in something or liking something, but actively putting it out there. And so another example of that, Emily, might even be like what we're doing with a podcast and the mm-hmm. things that we talk about. Specifically, um, I wrote a blog post around Halloween time about how like I want to be witchy. Like I want to draw <laughs> on the magic of the universe in a good way. No, no black magic here. I'm not selling my soul to the devil. But like I want to be able to... Um, use like these woo-woo, hippy-dippy spiritual practices to help my business to move it forward. And it's something that I talk about a lot. And um, even in our Facebook group, um, we revealed to our audience there that we're going to be doing some secret episodes just for our newsletter subscribers. And so we were like, okay, do you guys want to hear about the secret to landing more clients? Or do you want to hear about our like hippy dippy woo woo practices that help us in our own business? And I mean, the response has been crazy. Everyone's like, I want to hear about the hippy dippy woo woo stuff. And I just wasn't expecting that. But I shouldn't, I shouldn't be doubting it. I mean, I should expect it because we're attracting our yeah, creative wolf pack. There. And yeah. because we're putting it out there, that's what we're attracting. So I think that it's. I just think it's really cool how that happens. And it's not like whenever it comes to a personal brand, it is not strategy. Like I'm not actively thinking like, oh, I need to be this way to attract these people. It's really like I said earlier about simply being yourself and being brave enough to be enthusiastic about what you like and sharing that not only with your friends and your coworkers and your creative colleagues, but sharing it with your Instagram followers writing a blog post, doing a podcast. Like you've got to put it out there. You've got to share it. You do. You you have to or else you or else you will attract people that you don't like working with. Like every time I have ever sort of stopped my personal brand to like hunker down and really work on client work and I'm not sharing as much online, I start getting inquiries from people that I don't want to work with. <laughs> like that happens. Yeah. But whenever I start putting it back out there, whenever I'm I'm actively engaging as this personal brand. Um, And again, not trying to attract anyone, but simply putting it out there um, because I'm an online presence being. (laughs) Um, (laughs) This is where we live. It is. But you do. You attract attract the people that you want to work with and that you want to collaborate with or that you simply want to talk to. Um, We talked a couple of episodes ago about, you know, just receiving emails from people who simply love what you do and those come whenever you're like authentically sharing who you are in the online or offline space um whether that be straight up the things that you love or maybe it's the kind of things that is going to make people not like you very much which is fine as long as it's a good thing like, <laughs> well like so hurt. for example <laughs> i might um write about meditating in some right. of my work and how like meditating can really help you in business that might totally turn someone off they might think it's really stupid that's okay it's, yes. it's totally fine like i'm confident enough in in that that right. i don't need approval from someone who doesn't like it right and yeah and on this side of things like my tell you like it is way of being turns a lot of people off (laughs) like that's I've gotten plenty of emails and had plenty of clients who didn't realize it quite quickly enough um that that I'm one of those people I'm not just gonna sit and take excuses or 
or, you know, answer your questions in, like, the nicest way possible (laughs) all the time. Like, sometimes I'm just going to tell you how it is because it's not sugarcoating. It's not personal. It's business. Well, Um, and I think that whenever it comes to your personal brand, Emily, it's like, okay, so people know you for being say it like it is, but then, like, what is the next layer? Like, what surprises people after they meet you and work with you and get to know you? Like, once you've kind of vetted out the people that might not like that you are not responding to emergencies at 2 a.m., like, once they get to know you, it might surprise them that you really will sometimes drop everything and tackle their project, um, and they really love and respect that. So it's kind of like, okay, I know you, Emily, as uh, a (laughs) no-nonsense, no-bullshit, get-her-done, but it might surprise people to know that, like, once they get in with you, that you're so nice and caring like you really care (laughs) I do right like and and, and my thing is my thing has always been I'm not gonna let people make bad decisions or uninformed decisions and so a lot of times like in my work what happens is you know someone will come to me thinking they know exactly what they need for their website or something um and that is obviously my expertise they're hiring me because that's my expertise so if they come to me and they want to do like I don't know, some sort of flash nonsense because someone just told them that that's kind of the thing that's going on. Um, I'll tell them no. <laughs> but like, hey, wait, but... <laughs> wait, is flash making an ironic comeback right now? Is it like the, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I can't even like get into it. I know they were trying to for a moment and it was one of those things that I could not even deal with it. Um, we'll see someday if it becomes magical again. Um, but, but flash is the, it's, it's a, it's a coding language that, um, that is not very compatible across multiple, like you can't see it on your iPhone and things like that. So whenever people come to me and, you know, they, they try to make decisions based on whatever they've read online or whatever, um, you know, it's my job to not allow them to make those sort of bad decisions. So yes, I'm telling it like it is, but telling it like it is equals you're going to get exactly what you need. And people love that. People love being, yeah. being told, like, I'm not going to do this. And here's why. Like, I don't just say no. I give them very good reasons, and I give them very helpful alternatives. <laughs> See, and in, in my work, you know, because I'm helping people uncover their personal brand, it's really all about helping them trust themselves mm-hmm. by letting them in on the collaboration and the process and the method along the way. It's really about asking the right questions in a lot of different ways so they can start to feel really confident about who they are. Like that is my job and it's my higher purpose too for people to be who they are 100% of the time. Um, And so sometimes people start to like backpedal or second guess themselves whenever they start to look for external validation or go back to those old rules. Um, And so that's where I hold them accountable. So the same way that you hold someone accountable to not make a bad decision whenever it comes to their website, um, mine is holding someone accountable to, okay, but wait, you said this, you know, so why are you doing this? Like there's like to pointing out those disconnects and, but also helping them see what's really rising to the top. I just like, want to close this out by really saying that by being yourself 100% of the time that you will see it pay off in both your bank account and in your soul, like in your creative career and doing what you love and really living that dream. Be yourself.
Be yourself. I second that. All or so it. my mom says. <laughs> Just be yourself. <laughs> what do moms know? Or what is it? Like, you know, whenever people are auditioning for the real world and they're like, how did you get into the real world? And they're like, I mean, on my audition tape, I was just myself. Like, that's what I did. And then I got on the real world. Did you ever watch the real world? Yeah. Like, I watched I, a lot of real world. I watched it from, I mean, I remember like John the Cowboy. <gasps> oh my Like, God. I think that was the second season in New York. Yeah. Oh, and like Pedro. I really just watched it so that I could see their like apartments. Or, like, I know, they always thing. have the that's best really houses. That's really the only reason I and, and the drunken like late night bed pillow talk yeah those were always my favorite like they would put the cover over their head like we still hear you like your mic is on yeah (laughs) anyway regardless personal branding personal is a lot like being on the real world yes just be who you are and you'll get all the screen time (laughs) perfect Less drunk though, please. Okay, if you guys have more questions about um, personal branding and how that works, please join our Facebook group. It has been so amazing seeing all the conversation happening in there. If Emily and I can't answer your question direct, there's so many people in there popping in and talking to each other and answering each other's questions. Quite a community is growing there. So we'll include a link to our Facebook group. Um, on the show notes and then our newsletter if you haven't signed up for our newsletter yet Emily and I are working on a secret episode to send out only to our newsletter list so be sure to sign up at lovebeingboss.com yeah and if um, if you are looking for personal branding for your business I'm going to shameless plug Kathleen and Braid Creative for her um, because I have worked with Braid they designed Indie Shopography branding years ago um, and we still use it. <laughs> like We still base everything off the stuff that they gave us all those years ago. Um, I've worked with them multiple times with our clients. We pull them in on our Indie Boom projects for people who need really badass personal brands. Um, so if you are looking for personal branding, BraidCreative.com, give them a shout. They do amazing work. Thanks, Emily. You're welcome. <laughs> All right, well, thank you all for listening to Being Boss from Emily Thompson and Kathleen Shannon. Find our show notes for this episode at lovebeingboss.com. Listen to past episodes and subscribe to our new episodes on our website, at iTunes, on SoundCloud, and soon to be on Stitcher. If you like our podcast, show us some love by reviewing Being Boss on iTunes and sharing it with a friend. Do the work, be boss, and we'll see you next week. So you just kind of went like robotic on me. It was like I love apple, 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 apple. <laughs> that was my remix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>